0: get ready for fresh money talk sundays at 4 p.m eastern time with me professor michelle walker davis the podcast where we talk about reimagining money with a fresh pair of eyes my guest for episode number four Sunday, October 24th, will be Dr. Robin Joppy. Come learn how this senior corporate compliance officer left corporate America to run her own serial businesses to include the International Shades of Beauty Hair Beauty and Wellness Expo. Bring pen and paper. Join us on Sunday at 4 p.m. on Clubhouse Rich Woman Magazine. All your dreams can come true. Fresh Money Talk Sunday. Thank you everyone for coming today to the fourth episode of Fresh Money. It is a program in which we reimagine money through a fresh pair of eyes. So the pandemic has come, it's here, and everyone's looking at money differently. And I wanted to do this podcast to inspire people to know that if they can think it or dream, it, it's all possible. So that's what this podcast is about. I'm bringing to the stage people that have done some amazing things, some remarkable things. They found themselves in some situations that they never thought about before, but their life has changed for the better. And um, the next chapter, they don't even know what the next chapter looks like. They just know that it's amazing. So for episode number four, um, I am pleased to present Dr. Robin S. Joppi. She is affectionately known as Dr. Robin. She is a stereo entrepreneur. She is the visionary and CEO of One Accord Consulting Firm. She is also the owner of Pearls Management. She oversees a nonprofit that she developed called Project Cultivate Incorporated for young girls. She is also the visionary behind the international hair, beauty, fashion, and wellness trade show called International Shades of Beauty. And additionally, Dr. Robin is an award-winning international compliance and integrity expert, an award-winning international speaker, and best-selling author. To ensure that she helps her clients in the best way that she can, she uses her compliance background to make sure that everything that they do, that they are doing it with integrity and with a spirit of authenticity and doing the right thing. Dr. Robin, you have a whole list of things that I could go on and on about you. I have known you since our college days You and I pledged the same sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated at Syracuse University. And we are line sisters. And for those of you that don't know what that means, it means that we went through a process together at the same time to become one. And so we are written on the scrolls of our sorority at Syracuse University. So I like to bring to the stage uh, my sister, my friend, Dr. Robin S. Joppy.
1: Hello, beautiful people around the world. Thank you, Professor Michelle, my sans, my sister. What an honor and pleasure to be here with you and everybody else in the room. I love sharing space with people. So thank you for having me. You are most
0: welcome. So we're going to get right in because we have so much to cover. I want you to go back for a minute, Dr. Rob and talk about being a corporate compliance officer, what that is and what made you leave that environment. And when you left, I wanna know, did you leave because you were fed up, you had enough or you had a vision of um, these businesses that you wanted to start? Or basically, was it a situation where you didn't know what the next was you just knew there was more out there for you.
1: Okay, now you asked me like five questions. <laughs> My mind doesn't work that fast. <laughs> so, okay, so so, with so we'll start off. <laughs> <compliance backup. laughs> we'll start off with one, and if I get sidetracked, please bring me back around and make we'll sure I stay on track. Okay, so the first question was to talk about compliance and integrity in corporate America and what that is, and really ethics and integrity is nothing more in corporate America than making sure that your company, your employees, your vendors and contractors really are all on one accord, that they are complying with laws and regulations that govern your business. And so my job as an officer of my last is this, an international human uh, services organization where we were in several countries and all throughout the United States was to make sure that we complied with international laws as well as the local laws and state laws and all the and all the um areas where our company lived, so to speak. And so my job was to make sure that we adhere to, to the rules. That's pretty much what compliance and, and ethics is, making sure that people are doing the right thing, even when no one's looking, when no one's watching. Pretty much what I did in corporate America, I, I rose through the ranks of in corporate America, different working for different organizations and gaining experience in, in different genres, which was amazing. I fell in love with compliance and integrity, And as you uh, read from my bio, pretty much made a career out of that, traveling around the world, speaking on many stages about ethics and integrity. I believe if you don't have integrity, you have nothing. And eventually your business, your relationships will crumble due to a lack of integrity. So build your relationships and your business on the solid foundation of ethics and integrity. What else did you ask me?
0: (laughs) I want to know what made you decide to leave that environment because I know it was very lucrative for you. You had reached um, at um, a higher echelon. Uh Most people just dreamt about. You were able to achieve it in the Uh C-suite. So what was that pivotal moment? What was that thing that made you want to leave that environment and start your own businesses? Or maybe you didn't have a vision for a business at that time. But did uh-huh. you leave there for a leap of faith, or uh-huh. did you
1: feel a sense of calling? Uh-huh. Great question. And I'll start off by saying this. Um, I believe that life is intentional. It's not coincidental. So I think things happen the way they're supposed to happen. I had been in the compliance and integrity industry for 20 years at the time. I had been working with my last position for, good Lord, I guess it was close to 15 years. And I felt as though I had accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish in that position, in that role. I helped to bring other countries on, working with employees and getting them astute in the company's values and code of conduct. I just accomplished everything that I feel I could do there. And I knew at some point, because I know me, it would be time to leave. I was in my last year of my doctoral program. The president of the organization, who I just revered, and we had a great working relationship, was leaving. He was transitioning out uh, via retirement. And it's interesting because he was the founder and visionary of the organization respected by many in the industry, just all over in the company. And the senior leadership would always tell him when he was going to resign that we were all going to go with him. And there was some transitioning going on in the organization. At the time, my father was ill, became ill, and I became caretaker for him. And so I just felt it was the perfect time to leave wasn't really comfortable with the new leadership that was going to be coming in and and replacing the president the then president at the time and um i felt it was time to go and so that's what happened about two days after i took that leap of faith left i got a call from a former business associate and he worked for a consulting firm that I would engage to come in and do some work for for me in in terms of compliance and integrity and he had an opportunity for me he needed help his consulting firm which is a well known consulting firm needed help with a client that was in trouble and it was in my area of expertise so I worked with with him and his client and their attorney And the rest, they say, is history. One contract led to another, and that was it. So there you have it. You were very blessed and fortunate.
0: Yes. um, Because that doesn't happen for a lot of us. Right. Now, while going um, through the process of being a female entrepreneur,
1: was it about the money for you, or do you feel purpose to do it? Of course, we all want money. We want to be compensated for what we do at the level in which we're doing it. But I truly believe that if you do what you love and love what you do, at some point, the money's going to come. And so for me, it was about liking what I was doing and making a difference. Beautiful. That's what motivates me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have owned your own um, businesses
0: now for how many years? Five years, okay, mm-hmm. so you've made it through that three year period, so you 're going through a little bit of adjustment right now for the next um three to five years. Mm-hmm. Tell me with the pandemic, how has it refocused your vision regarding your money
1: personally and professionally? Sure, so when the pandemic happened, of course, one of my businesses was in fact was greatly impacted. And I thank God that I had multiple streams of income. I had other businesses that were not, but it made me look at being concise, being focused and targeted in all businesses and everything that I do, being prepared, being organized. And we know that there were opportunities out there for, and if you're in the US, there were opportunities out there for entrepreneurs who may have been struggling or having difficulties, as long as you had your your records in order, your documentation, and you could apply good credit, you could apply for loans, you could apply for grants, and that would help. And I noticed that some of my clients and some people who I was affiliated with missed out on opportunities to receive some of this funding because they didn't have a track record of performance, they didn't have documentation in order, tax returns done. And so they missed out on opportunities and some of those businesses closed and have yet to reopen. Mm-hmm. So it made me just just affirmed and confirmed how you have to really be about your business, all aspects of your business and having everything in order. Absolutely. And I
0: too uh, know about that world because I was advocately trying to advocate on behalf of so many small businesses to make sure they were aware of this additional funding was out there. And most of it, you don't even have to pay back. It was free money, but you had to have your paperwork in order to... I know that you have a major undertaking coming up, and that is the International Shades of Beauty, International Trade Beauty Wellness Hair Show. And uh-huh. I remember when you gave birth to the vision of ISOP, as it is known. Can you just tell the audience about what the International Shades of Beauty Hair Beauty Wellness Trade
1: Show is all about? Sure. International Shades of Beauty, um, and the acronym is ISOP, was birthed. And I, we certainly don't have time to go through the reasons why, but mainly it's to bring. Um, people professionals uh, makeup artists hairstylists wellness gurus from around the world together to showcase their gifts their talents it's based on education three three pillars education being one integrity being two and the third pillar is economic um, development for empowerment i get to meet people from all around the world lots of women and men but mainly i really am pro-woman in helping women in their businesses, but I've met so many women who have and services and fashions and just beautiful. I've tried products and here's the thing, they'll never be able to get them um, into mainstream or into the marketplace because Mm -hmm. of resources, human and financial resources. So International Shades of Beauty must be a platform to help these women get their products into mainstream and into the marketplace. And so we look at all shades. We're all, looking in this room, I'm looking at the, the people in the audience, I'm looking at the different shades and the different hair. I see braids, I see curly hair, I see straight hair, I see different colors, I see different complexions and races and we're all beautiful and we all are deserving and we all should have an opportunity to have exposure and to be seen and heard and have products that are geared toward us that meet our needs so that's why international stage of beauty was born okay and your first year you launched in dubai yes what was
0: that experience like and why dubai
1: wow interesting uh question and i'll say this about eight years before i actually launched in dubai we launched um, international stage of beauty in dubai in 2019 And like I said, life is not, for me, coincidental. It's intentional. I can remember the first time going to Dubai on vacation and walking the streets of Dubai. And I said, one day I want to do business here. I just loved it. I'm like, I could live here. That's how much I love Dubai. And in 2018, I was in Dubai on business. And one thing led to the other. The dream was born and we launched in 2019. So from 2018 and one year later, we launched International Shades of Beauty in Dubai. I spoke that I wanted to do business there. There was an opportunity uh, for me to do business in Dubai as far as the International Sage of Beauty trade show. And that's why. And I remember that year, my nonprofit,
0: Women of Power and Transformation, we were p- uh, planning an international uh, gathering during that three or four day mm-hmm. And we had reached out to all the Greek organizations, Mm -hmm. fraternities and sororities that were living in Dubai. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were planning a special get-together just for them. Yes. I remember Dubai quite well. And Mm -hmm. then year two came around. And year two became a
1: virtual summit, right? Correct. It became a virtual summit. We were on our way actually to Ghana and to Kenya. We were going to do a, a week in, in Ghana and then a week in Kenya. And the pandemic happened. And so I had to make a decision. Do I cancel the event? We had spent so much time getting ready. Um, I, I was like, oh my goodness, we're going to have to cancel this event. When you're a visionary, you have vision and things happen, I'm like, we're going to have to do something that we've never done before and I'm not sure it was ever done. And we decided to have a virtual Event and in doing that, taking that leap of faith and stepping out and trying it, we've made history as the largest virtual hair beauty, fashion, and wellness event of its kind. It was awesome,
0: and what can people anticipate for this year? I know that it is um November, is it the twelfth through the fourteenth,
1: Yes, ma'am. It's November twelfth through the
0: fourteenth, okay, so that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
1: yes, and it's virtual again. We still have this thing called the pandemic that hasn't gone away yet. We're going to do it again this year, virtually. Walk us through what those three days will look like. Wow, we have a power packed and full schedule The for the three days. We have something for everyone. And let me just say this, you don't have to be a certified cosmetologist or someone in the industry if you have interest. A lot of us now... Go to YouTube. People go to YouTube to find out how to color hair, cut hair, do makeup, and all of that. And they're not licensed, and they're doing very well. So we have something for everyone. We start out each day at eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time, bringing people from different countries again: Finland, Canada, the UAE, the United States, the UK, different parts of Africa. And so we will have experts coming on the platform to talk about all things beauty, wellness, experts and gurus, we have those in fashion, business, how to get your finances together, auditing of your business. We have speaker panelists, I should say, we have panelists who will help you grow your businesses just different topics that uh, would be of interest to people. We have um, master classes going on. We have, I don't know if anybody on here watches Netflix and watch the uh, show, The Circle. So we have Delisa St. Agath, who's going to be with us this year. She won The Circle. She went from starting a YouTube channel to becoming a beauty influencer and now, the winner of the circle and going on to other uh, television programs. She's going to come on and tell you how to do that. How do you become just an average YouTuber and then get in front of Hollywood executives? We have a lot going on. Professor Michelle, fashion—it's just so many classes. Here.
0: I would not <laughs> miss it. I just love it—the tattooing that goes on, the eyebrows, mm-hmm. the lips the hair units to see how they're made uh-huh. um, and you have someone this year I read that has done either the styling or the makeup for former first lady Michelle Obama and also Oprah Winfrey who is
1: that we have several people like last year we had Derek Rutledge on who is Oprah Winfrey's personal makeup artist and if you ever see Oprah do anything on tv you may and they do get ready to do an outtake or go to a commercial you'll see a guy come out and touching up her makeup that's Derek on the cover of her magazine o magazine Derek did every cover makeup for oprah winfrey so he was on the platform last year we have this year we have panay our celebrity stylist works does work with steve harvey she's worked with whitney houston she she's been in the business for like 40 years she looked like she's 21 so i don't understand this 40-year business <laughs> But she's, I can go on and on of the list of celebrities that she um, works with. We have Marietta Carter, Narcisse. If I said the movie Ghost to You, for those of you, I could be, look, Michelle, we're talking dates and ages. Yes. Way back to the movie Genius, Aretha, Sparkle, Eve's By You, What's Love Got to Do With It? Malcolm X, Boys mm, and who is that? And that's Marietta Carter-Narsis. She is phenomenal. She's a living legend. She's worked mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. best of the best, Angela Bassett, Denzel Washington, Michelle Pfeiffer, Cindy Crawford. And she's going to be um, hosting a master class for us. And she's gonna be talking about how do you be, go from being a makeup artist and doing something you love to be able to work with Tyler Perry. She just did a project with Tyler Perry. How do you get in, get your work? in front of these phenomenal people like Tyler and some of these movie producers and executives and she has a history of doing it and will tell you tips and and tricks on how to get yourself to that point get your papers in order and your portfolio and media kits and everything else that you need to do so we we have some great people
0: that's what i love about the um iSob trade show is that you have everything all in one place Yes. So now you don't have to go anywhere else. It's a one-stop shop. It's three days. You start in the morning, you go into mm-hmm. the afternoon. There's mm-hmm. a Q&A period, all of that great stuff. People also need to know, Dr. Rob, about international trade. How do you get your products in the export business? I believe you're going to cover that also.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. And I am so excited because as, you know, as I said, third pillar of my platform, Michelle, for why we have international shades of beauty is the economic empowerment part. And so we want to empower people to be able to fulfill their dreams. There are a lot of people who have products out there who want to get their products into other countries. And so on Sunday, we have a gentleman who will be coming on board and he will be teaching how to get your products from like say for from Africa into the United States within 90 days so go over the whole entire process he has a track record of performance and success and we're so thrilled to have him uh talk about import export business because it can be overwhelming when you think about it for those of us who have tried to do it you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money and get nowhere. So it's great to have somebody who is experienced and has a track record for performance on the platform. So he'll be joining us on Sunday. This, Excellent. Uh, November so the 14th.
0: We're, we're talking November 12th through the 14th, 2021. Yes. Now, mm. how can people get tickets? Are tickets still
1: available? Tickets are still available. They can go to the website, international shades of Beauty.com and click on ISOB 2021. It'll take you to tickets and you just register. It's through Bright. I will say this, there's something I'm really pleased and you know I have a heart for people, especially when it comes to education. Because of a generous sponsor, all students are able to attend the event for free, but they have to register to get That's their beautiful. complimentary ticket.
0: Very good. So all students, any student from Mm -hmm. anywhere, any country, that wants to attend, yes, all students are free, are free due to the sponsorship.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes.
0: Okay. And now, what about the rest of us? We go to
1: internationalshadesofbeauty.com. Yes, ma'am. And we purchase tickets. You purchase tickets there, and I also want to say this. recognition of breast cancer awareness month we have that you go get your mammogram for those of us who are of age (laughs) go get your mammogram and take a friend take a sister with you with that concept in mind and in recognition of breast cancer awareness and i'm a big supporter of it we're doing uh buy a ticket and bring one bring a sister with you so two people can go in on a ticket pay half for each other and they both come to the event so It's by one, bring one. Yes. I love it.
0: That is awesome. So generous of you. Sands, I love you you so much. I love you too. We have one minute and I want to touch upon the campaign that you do called Period Poverty. Can you just explain that briefly real
1: quick? Sure, real quick. So through my nonprofit Project Cultivate, which serves girls and women around the world, I found out that there are girls in Africa and other uh, third world countries, if you will, who miss on an average 77 days of school during the year because they don't have access to sanitary products. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when, you know, here in the U.S., you go to the store and anything and everything you could want (laughs) is available. And so through a fundraising initiative, we raised funds to purchase products from a minority-owned company here in the U.S. called RAIN R-E-I-G-N. And they not only manufacture these products, but they're health, healthy products. So anyway, we partnered with them and we were able to ship. I shipped them out about two weeks ago, huge shipment of products to um, okay. Kenya, to an orphanage in Kenya. Yeah, that that's Project Cultivate and Ending Period Poverty Campaign. Okay. Which we, right, you, we made a mm-hmm. metaphor, so I was happy about that. Yes.
0: Oh, awesome. Beautiful. And um, I want to thank you for coming on today to the Fresh Woman, uh, Fresh Money Talk podcast. This was episode number four, the podcast where we reimagine money with a new pair of eyes. And I want to thank my guest, Dr. Robin
1: Joppy, today, the serial entrepreneur. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. I love you to the moon and back again. <laughs> Same, <here. laughs> Same here. You knew my me My sister then. forever. <laughs> my bookend. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So we're going to end the podcast here. And then Dr. Rob is going to stay around. questions.
2: This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign, and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operation to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine or thinking to start one, the expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description.